0: Welcome to the Digital Power Podcast with Kiruba and Amar. Each week, we bring you tools, trends, technology, and resources that will help you to effectively use digital and social media tools for your business. Welcome to the first episode of the Digital Power. My name is Amar Vyas, and I'm Kiruba Shankar. Kiruba. One more time, very quickly, can you tell our listeners what this show is all about?
1: Absolutely, Amar. Digital Power Wow is a podcast that is specifically targeted towards digital and social media. More specifically, how can we, the businesses, can really make the most out of these medium in order to help us with better branding, better reach, better
0: sales. So anything that's going to help our business. And in this first episode, we are going to talk about sites where we as customers or consumers can review, rate, and rank the service providers, right? That is correct. Before we begin, I had a story to share. You know I'm an author and I like to share stories. Absolutely. So are you. So I'm sure at some point in time, you would begin a podcast episode with a story of your own. This is going back in March 2010. Runal and I... We were on our honeymoon and we had gone to this place in uh, Cherapunji in Meghalaya. And the name of the resort was Cherapunji Holiday Resort. This place was practically in the middle of nowhere. And why anybody would go with their new wife to a place in the middle of nowhere? Don't ask me that. Let's not get into that. (laughs) But the beauty of this place was that it was a very small establishment two and a half hours away from Shillong. And it had about nine or ten rooms. Of the seven days that we stayed in that property, the footfall was so tremendous that we literally saw 40 different faces during the week that we stayed. And you know what was unique about us staying there? We were the only Indian guests in that property. Wow. Now, the question came to my mind was that why would somebody from a France or a New Zealand or from, let's say, Alaska even, come all the way to a place in Cherrapunji? That's a place which most Indians aren't even aware of, right? The answer lay in a book called The India Travel Guide by Lonely Planet. And they had very highly recommended this place for people to stay. That's what brought a lot of footfall. Fast forward to 2015. Runal and I again went on vacation. You might note that we do go out on a lot on vacation. And we love doing that. But this time, Runal found a very beautiful place in Pondicherry, in the French Quarter. Pondicherry, for those of you who may not be familiar with the place. And it was called Les Hibiscus. While we walked into the property, we noticed a little green sticker with the name Tripadvisor and the place had five bubbles on it. I thought that Lonely Planet has, from a print book, has now transformed, and we found excellent service there, excellent hospitality, and it was absolute reflection of what the reviews said. That's why I thought that maybe we should have this particular discussion about sites, where customers can rate rank and leave reviews for the service providers. What do you think?
1: Absolutely right that's because we as um, human beings we lay a lot of importance in mob psychology. If a hundred people have liked a particular restaurant or a hundred people have liked a particular dish then there is more likelihood that you will like it as well and if those reviews had come from unbiased sources people with no axe to grind then the credibility of those reviews also go up tremendously right now if you gave a perf- Perfect example of le hibiscus in Pondicherry, and why you chose that, right? I mean, TripAdvisor plays such an important role. Let me give you a statistic. There are 350 million users for TripAdvisor. That's about 35 crores, and every single minute, there are about 190 reviews coming in. So, with that amount of reviews, no wonder that there are about 53 lakh or 5.3 million businesses rely on TripAdvisor. For them, it's a make or break. For an author, we know that your presence on Amazon is critical, but more important than presence is your reviews. Yeah, because the number of reviews on Amazon determines your ranking, on Amazon. So when somebody searched for a thriller, a crime thriller, or somebody searched for a self-development time management book, whether your book comes up or not, is a, it completely depends on how many reviews and what other people think of your book. It's the same thing for a podcaster, right? You are a podcaster, Amar, and you know the importance of you know, getting your podcast reviewed on Apple's iTunes. The higher the review, the higher is your show up. It gets featured on new one noteworthy, which means there is a huge snowball effect that comes in. More people get to get exposed to your podcast. More people get to review your podcast, listen to your podcast, review your podcast, and the cycle is a vicious cycle that goes uh, up, right? So it's a very powerful cycle. That is why the importance of review sites cannot, you know, it is just absolutely important.
0: So you spoke about TripAdvisor. Before we deep dive into this beast, I think there's a disclaimer or there should, there's a clarification that we owe to our listeners, right? And would you like to talk about that?
1: Sure. We are not getting paid by Amazon. We are not getting paid by Somato. <laughs> we are not getting paid by TripAdvisor. We are not getting paid by anybody. But, uh, I mean, we would love to, of course. You have your phone numbers right up there in case. But in all seriousness, I think this is a show that really delves into the power of review sites and the power of mob psychology. And I think that's what the key thing about this podcast is.
0: And yeah, another thing that I would like to add is that we are using these examples because these are day-to-day examples, right? Mm-hmm. That we These are sites that we come across. We may have our share of experiences with these sites. It's an aspect of familiarity, but more important, how as a business owner, how as a digital marketer can we make use of these properties?
1: That's right. right. Absolutely right. And see, also we should understand why their review sites are super important. This is beautiful term called moment of truth what does moment of truth mean? It means that in a buying cycle, where from the time that you realize you have a need, you want to buy, you go through your research, you you ask a lot of people, and in that journey before you buy, there is this one single point, That tilts a particular restaurant, a particular book or a particular podcast in your favor. It is that one single point where you decide to go buy something and reject everything else. And that is called the moment of truth. Now for many businesses, it is important to positively impact them during that buying cycle, right? I think that's why these review, these review sites are powerful moments of truths. And that's why they are very, very true. Let's
0: talk about the hospitality industry, per se, mm-hmm. and particularly TripAdvisor, since we started our conversation with that. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, recently you've done a lot of work in this sector and particularly using the example of TripAdvisor, right? That Would you right. like to share some of your findings or what you've learned so far?
1: Sure, as a social media consultant, so we, we service a lot of clients, but uh, surprisingly so, now we are servicing two of the biggest holiday ownership companies around. And that gave us a lot of insight about how TripAdvisor works, because like I said, it's a it's a make or break deal for these companies, but also but also to understand how the other review sites like the Amazons and the Zomatos really work. So taking TripAdvisor as an example of dissecting the DNA or the algorithm of, of how this ranking works, the research came out with some fantastic results so, we realized that there are three major parameters on how TripAdvisor works. So, mind you, TripAdvisor really, really takes care of its al- algorithm. Obviously, you will not find the algorithm up open. That's like the same way how Coca-Cola will never reveal its secret or Google will never re- uh, release its search engine optimization algorithm out in the open. But you do see trends, right? So, one of the trend we noticed is that TripAdvisor lays a tremendous amount of importance on three things. Number one is the quality of reviews number two the quantity of reviews and number three the age of reviews. Now let me explain each one. The quality of reviews is where you get on a scale of 1 to 5 How well are you ranked? And if you notice in TripAdvisor, these are bubbles. So a five bubble is the equivalent of a five star, which is awesome. And of course, the one bubble or one star means it's terrible. So TripAdvisor lays a lot of importance on the quality. The second one is how many of those reviews really come in. So the quantity of reviews also are factored in. But however, the importance of the quantity is slightly lesser. The third part is the age of reviews. So, in other words, TripAdvisor gives a lot of importance to reviews that have recently happened. A review today, a review yesterday um, carries a far more significant importance than a review that was left one year ago. So, I think understanding these three is very critical for any business. Forget just holiday business, but I think any business around.
0: So, let me ask you a question on this. There are, let's say, two properties joining each other, two resorts, let's say. Mm-hmm. Both of them have 20 reviews. Mm-hmm. But in the TripAdvisor ranking, one could be ranked, let's say, number two or number three, mm-hmm. whereas the other one is ranked number eight or number nine. Uh, Based on what you told about the rank parameters, what could contribute to this difference in ranking where the number of reviews are identical?
1: Great. So let's take two hotels, right? Hotel A and o- Hotel B, and both of them have 20 reviews. The first hotel has 15 five-star reviews, three four-star reviews, and two three-star reviews. Okay. Now, with Hotel B, which is the second hotel, while it may still have 20 reviews, it only has 5 5-star reviews and the remaining are 3-stars. So, TripAdvisor puts an inordinate amount of weightage to 5-star reviews. What really matters is how good your service has been and not how many reviews you've got. So, so that's a critical thing. To really crystallize the suggestion from this uh, research, we found that it's super critical for businesses. Whether it is a hotel on TripAdvisor or an author on Amazon, the more 5-star reviews you get, the better are your chances of success. You may end up having lesser reviews, but if the lesser reviews are all 5-star, you still go up
0: to the top. So it is not the quantity of reviews, guys. It is really the quality of reviews that really matter. Speaking of the hospitality industry, uh, there is uh, Zomato and then of course with the advent of Airbnb and then Stazila here in India. Now all of a sudden, a single property, which was probably focusing on TripAdvisor alone, now has three more sites or three more services, which probably offer similar rating, ranking, reviewing kind of mechanism. A larger property with the marketing resources may be able to pay attention to all four of them. But let me turn tables a little bit. What if one is a small property owner with two, three, maybe at the most five rooms. They have a limited budget to focus on these rating sites. Which is the number one side they should go for, which should be the next, and how should they distribute their time?
1: Great question. If our example is the hospitality industry, then don't even think beyond TripAdvisor. If you are a small property owner, who, obviously you cannot afford a digital agency, you cannot afford to hire a a digital person, if that is the case, then you as an owner should only put all your effort into one site and that is TripAdvisor. If you are an author, of course, put all your effort into uh, Amazon, right? Uh, if you're a restaurant owner, of course, put all your effort on Zomato. If you are a business and you want to get on top of search engine, then obviously you put all your attention only on Google. Now, taking this small the restaurant to the hotel as an example, just like how you had an experience at Le Hibiscus in Pondicherry, I had a similar experience out of a small four-bedroom hotel in uh, this place called Aircard that's near Salem in Tamil Nadu. This is a guy called Visu Karyapa who purchased this old colonial dilapidated building, right? Mm-hmm. Completely in shambles. And he renovates it. So he has four rooms. Out of that, he lives in one room, which means there are only three rooms out for guests to come and stay. Would you believe if I told you that he has over 300 plus five-star reviews on TripAdvisor? Wow. And then you have the Oberois and the Taj with their huge corporate backing with millions of dollars in funding and a staff of for about 200 300 plus yet they all come uh, they are ranked much below than visu's uh, property which is just has only three rooms so one of the greatest things about review sites is that size doesn't matter it is really the quality of service that differentiate yourself and it's a fantastic
0: leveling field this was a great example kiruba i had a follow-up question on this say i'm visu and my site is ranked higher than the tajas and over does that give me more business
1: Absolutely. That is a straight correlation on higher your TripAdvisor rating. Higher is your number of footfalls and booking. Direct correlation between the number of
0: books you have sold to the number of reviews that you've got on Amazon. Absolutely. Going back to the hospitality industry, as a small property owner, if I'm sending out an email communication to a potential customer, Mm -hmm. if I add the line that our property is rated 4.3 or 4.8 on TripAdvisor with over 50 reviews, does that increase my chances of conversion?
1: Greatly, right? Because you are not saying that your property is great you are putting that onus on 50 people who have experienced your service, who have experienced your property, and they are talking. So it makes a huge difference because when you say your property is great, credibility value is less. But when 50 other people who really have no axe to grind, they are not getting paid by you. But if they go and say your property is great, then that is the greatest marketing your brand can
0: ever get. I can completely relate to it in terms of books again. And it's funny that we keep going back to the books since both of us are authors. But my pitch for, let's say, a subsequent book would obviously be that my debut novel had 15 reviews on Amazon India with an average rating of 4.9 or 40 reviews on Amazon US with an average rating of 4.2. What it tells to either the potential reader or maybe even a publisher, the moment I start mentioning some of these statistics, I have personally seen a greater interest, a higher response rate. And suddenly it has actually, uh, the conversion has increased.
1: Absolutely. So you've got to understand that uh, for a prospective customer, there are two things of great value, right? So number one is money. The number two is time. The prospective customer has to treat both of these carefully and they can play it very, very safe by just looking at what others have done before. Either doing what they recommend, so hence you get better value for your money and time. Or if people say, hey, this property is bad or this book sucks, then you can avoid them. And that way you can safeguard your time and money. Speaking
0: of customers who leave reviews, I were a customer of Visu's property, to Mm -hmm. use this example. And I want to leave a review for him on TripAdvisor. How do I go about it? Or rather, let me restate that question. What is a good review?
1: Good review is a honest review. Um, You tell as it is. Don't get swayed by what other people have said before. What was your experience? And I think the honest, straight-from-the-heart reviews really make for the best reviews out there. But a good follow up question to that would be, what motivates you to go and leave the review? Why would you want to take the time out to go and do that is because it's called the paid forward. Now you got benefited immensely by previous people coming and leaving a review. It was that that made you take a decision and you obviously got benefited by that. Now it's time for you to pay it back. Pay it, paid forward for the future people who are going to come. So I think that's what and that's, that's why humanity is awesome.
0: You spoke about uh, leaving an honest review. Flip side to that, Kiruba, would be people could very easily game the whole review and rating system, right? Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through as to what are some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to leaving reviews? Sure. So
1: the first one is that why would someone get motivated to leave a review we talked about it earlier is because you want to do good but that's not good enough right um that's why uh, many of these sites like amazon or zamato or tripadvisor have really found out what's called the gamification model of to encourage you to come and put up so for example on tripadvisor if you left one review you get a badge that says you are a new reviewer but however if you have uh, made five reviews then you get upgraded to a better badge called senior reviewer. If you have left 50 reviews, you are the top contributor. And so the top contributor's badge is something for you to flaunt, is something for you to take great pride in. Why? Because when you leave a review, TripAdvisor gives a lot of importance to you because you have spent a lot of time, you have left a lot of reviews, you have positively impacted a lot of others' decisions and positively helped TripAdvisor. Hence, what they will do is they will bubble up your comment to the top. And so there is, there is enough reason, there is uh, enough motivation
0: for you to keep going and doing reviews because you go up on the leaderboard. I think I can see some, uh, some similarities or some parallels with Amazon's uh, wine program. So their VIP reviewers, their highest uh, reviewers, uh, the, the people who leave the highest number of reviews, both in terms of quality and quantity, are given a badge of honor, so to speak. Mm. That's called wine. So they are literally, even from Amazon's perspective, they are their VIP reviewers. And there's a very interesting incident, Kiruba. There was this lady in the US. She reviewed so many products for Amazon. Mm -hmm. She passed away recently, unfortunately. Her name was Harriet Klausner, the number one book reviewer on Amazon till 2008. And uh, she made it to Amazon's Reviewer Hall of Fame. But let me ask you a different question on this. What if a customer leaves a negative review? Does a service provider, does a property owner have a means of rebuttal or actually working around and trying to resolve that negative review?
1: With any open system, you're making your business vulnerable, right? So anybody can leave a negative review. Either it could be a honest negative review or someone who really wants to come and attack you and to sabotage your business. In that case, what the best you can do is to respond back. Uh, So, with every comment or a review, whether it's positive or negative, uh, it's always a good practice for the owner of a business to come and acknowledge it. Acknowledge a positive review and say thanks. If it's a negative review, acknowledge and accept the mistake. But more importantly, come out with ways how you're going to improve it so that the same mistake is not repeated. So, you have to leave that confidence booster.
0: I think that's very important. Again, in terms of books, at least among the author community outside of India largely, there are some very strong opinions on either side of the debate. There are some authors who recommend that, or book marketers who recommend that authors should go ahead and respond to the reviews, while others say just leave them alone. It was a customer who, or a reader who bought the book, they liked it or they did not, did not like it, and they have expressed their opinion. I have personally experienced a situation with Amazon in India, where a customer accidentally bought an ebook thinking that she had bought a print book. Uh. And when she, first of all, did not get the book, when she contacted Amazon, they gave her the link where she could go ahead and download the Kindle version. She left a one-star review for me saying that I thought I had ordered a print book and I only got an ebook. That's why I don't like this book. Mm-hmm. So immediately, Munal and I wrote back to Amazon's uh, the seller support system and we clearly highlighted there that, hey, sure. it's not our fault that the customer made a mistake. They took down that negative review. There you go. As a service provider, as an author, I think there are means through which we can go ahead and review, right? Or work with Damato or a TripAdvisor and try to resolve the situation.
1: Just use common sense, right? Now, how would you behave in a real world? If someone gave you a negative review, of course you would be courteous and responding back. Of course you will say that, hey, I apologize and I will correct it. And you will make amends and do the same thing exactly on these review sites and you will do
0: great. So Kiruba, can you suggest some best practices or some ways in which a service provider can encourage their customers to leave a review?
1: Sometimes, you know, when you, when you stay at a hotel and when you go back, the minute when you go back, you have a hundred things for you to do. Obviously, leaving a review is the least in your mind. So sometimes a gentle reminder might be great. However, don't do that at the hotel, right? It's very tempting for people to come and say, Hey, you just, uh, you just stayed in a hotel. Here is my iPad. Uh, So can you please leave a review right now? And TripAdvisor really comes down hard when you do that so they always encourage you to live at least a day the best way is to send out a reminder but only after a day after they've stayed in your property because you just had a vacation, you go back to work, there are a hundred other pending things. The last thing on your mind is to go and leave a review. But when a, when you send a reminder email, that might prompt them to go and leave a review. So that's always a good thing. There are various other things like um, sending them a thank you note. There could be a card that you can actually send it along with when they're leaving. But by far the best,
0: best practice I've seen is uh, sending them a reminder email. So like a good student Kiruba, I've been taking down notes. Though when I was actually a student in my school days, that was hardly the case, or in colleges. (laughs) So for the benefit of our listeners, I'm going to very quickly recap what we have discussed so far. Number one, review, rating, ranking sites can make or break your brand. Take them seriously. Number two, there's going to be one at the most two go-to places for your business, which you should pay attention to. For hospitality, it will be TripAdvisor. For podcasters, it would be iTunes. If you're a restaurant, then Zamata, of course. Number three, Any of the sites, review sites, or the brands that we have mentioned, we have not received any monetary or any other compensation otherwise from them. And we were just using them as an example. Number four, there are certain best practices which you as a business owner or a service provider can follow to get high quality and large number of reviews. Finally, as a business or a service provider, or a majority of these review sites provide a means of rebuttal in case there is a negative review. Mm-hmm. Would that be a fair summation of what we have discussed or covered so far?
1: Or a fantastic note-taker Amar.
0: you put together very concisely. Thank you so much, uh, Kiruba. So since we began with a story, I'm going to probably end with another story. So this is going back to 2011. Again, Runal and I were in Jodhpur. We saw this little shack that sold lassi. Okay, it was near the clock tower in the, in the touristy area of Jodhpur, And there was this big hoarding in English saying that, whatever, Shamji's Lassi House, recommended by book. <laughs> Do you know what, uh, what that book was? I'm guessing it's the Lonely Planet book? Absolutely. So just the way in 2015, Le Hibiscus had a TripAdvisor sticker with five bubbles on it. The poor guy probably did not know what the Lonely Planet the book was. Just somebody had told him that, yeah, some book has recommended their Lassi shop. That message served its purpose. I thought it was very funny. But a s- small business owner caught the importance of review and rating. Yep, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, much more conversant with the tools of digital marketing and the power of social media, I think they should start taking it seriously as well. With that message, folks, we are at the end of our show. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast and found it useful, please leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. You can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, TuneIn or Stitcher Radio. Or you can even visit our website www.digitalpowwow.net and that's digitalpowwow.net We would love to hear your comments, feedback and better still, any questions that you may have about digital and social media.